0: Welcome to the Tell Janice Radio Show, where you will hear inspiring stories about life, love, and labor from amazing women to help lift you up.
1: Now, here's your host, Janice. Thanks very much, and welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're listening, and I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from our guest today. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you that if you know of a fabulous female that you would like me to give a shout-out to with a few words of encouragement, acknowledgement, or congratulations, please let me know their names by clicking on the link at telljanice.com. My guest today is Byron Morrison of Tailored Lifestyles. He's an author and a lifestyles coach, and he is out of Stratford-upon-Avon in the United Kingdom. I'm really excited to have him on the show today. Tailored Lifestyles offers health, nutrition, and weight loss coaching, helping people take back their health and become the best versions of themselves. Welcome to the show, Byron.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, we're so excited we got you on. We had a few little difficulties, but we did it. And um, thanks to Julie Tabazon for helping with that. Um, We'd like to have our guests get started with telling a little bit about themselves. Can you do that?
2: Yeah, sure. Well, if I go back a few years, to be honest, I used to pay absolutely no attention to my health and weight. I lived a largely sedentary life. Um, I was close to 50 pounds heavier, did no exercise, and I had huge issues with everything from my relationships to food to my outlook on life, and my just dealing with the general ups and downs of everyday life. At that point, my dad actually got diagnosed with bowel cancer. And during the pain and suffering of his journey and everything he went through in hospital, it kind of dawned on me of how much of an influence his lifestyle choices had on causing the disease. Everything from smoking a pack of cigarettes a day to a high-sugar diet, doing no exercise, and dealing with a high-stressful job, it all eventually just took its toll on his health. That was the point that I kind of realized that I needed to change and make a huge impact to my own health before that happened to me. So I set about learning everything I could about health, nutrition, behavior change, coaching, and just trying to take a holistic approach to fix my own life. And since then, I've kind of made it my mission to help as many people as possible stop going through what happened to him. And that's why I decided to write a book. That's why I set up a coaching company. And that's why I've kind of developed a program to help other people with the guidance and support I wish was available to me. And that's kind of what's brought me here today.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you're here today, Byron. And your book is, I love the title, Become a Better You. And on the the cover of the book, you have slashed out perfect because that's what it's all about. We're, We're not looking for perfection, are we?
2: Yeah, exactly. I think with everything in our lives, we're under so much pressure constantly that we always got the mindset that we have to be perfect and anything short of that isn't good enough. I think that's a big reason why people bounce from one diet to another because they focus so much on the end goal. That As soon as it's the smallest setback, they kind of just rebound and go straight back into their old ways. And they don't recognize that small gradual changes is good enough. And it's not about being perfect. It's just about trying to be the best that you can.
1: Well, that's, that's right, and another thing I noticed about you that I love, two things actually, is you mentioned sort of the the Monday morning diet kind of yo-yo mentality, which is, you know, we're all kind of victims of that, and it just does not work, and this is a quote from – from your webpage, um, and I love this especially. It says, you need to stop fixating on the end result because at the end of the day, if it takes three months or a year to reach your goal, then who cares? As long as you manage to stay there, then that's all that matters, and the time it takes is a minor trade-off for the year spent bouncing from one fad diet to another. I think that's what sold me on on your philosophy, Byron.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. It's just, I think we just... the. The problem is we just want results right now. Our society is adapting in such a way that we've come to expect everything immediately. But the problem is with our health, there is no shortcut, and we need to accept that and start enjoying the journey for what it is. And yeah, like I say on my website, who cares how long it takes, as long as we get there and it's maintainable long-term.
1: That That's right. And, and let's um, get into kind of what you think is a healthy lifestyle.
2: Well, for me, I think it's all about balance. The problem with dieting is it's all about restriction, where you tell yourself that you can't have something. And from a basic psychology point of view, as soon as you tell yourself that something is off limits, you just want it more, and it causes you to fixate on it and obsess about it until you eventually just snap and binge. And it's the same as all the latest exercises and workout plans. You stick to them for a few days, and one day you come in, you're a bit tired. It's a bit all too much. And then you kind of just burn yourself out. Whereas at the end of the day, it's all about having a balance of everything that you enjoy. Obviously you want to be trying to make the best decision for your health the majority of the time, but life's also short. So you need to try and enjoy the time that you have as well. So the way I try and look at it is, it's all about an 80 20 rule. If 80% of the time you can make the decision that's best for your health, the other 20% of the time you can kind of indulge and let yourself go and actually enjoy yourself and it just balances itself out in the end. And by approaching your health and your weight loss in that manner, it removes all the stress and pressure from the process.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I um, am kind of reading into some of what you've just said and and what I've read on your webpage, but you're not into, like, uh, eliminating carbs, for example. That doesn't work
2: long term. No, it's... It's just one of those things. It's just another myth about dieting. Like people have this perception that if they eat carbs after six in the evening, it's going to make them get fat. When there's no scientific evidence backing that up, at the end of the day, it's excess calories that makes you gain weight. Where there's room for everything in a balanced diet, have a high carb diet. And I would never tell anyone to do something that I wouldn't personally do myself. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I still eat cake and chocolate and I still have sugary treats. But now I have them more in moderation rather than just having them all of the time. And as soon as you have that shift in mindset where nothing's off-limits, it's a very freeing experience because you're no longer telling yourself that you can't have something. And it takes all of the pain and suffering out of the process.
1: It it sure does. And I've tried um, eliminating carbs, and it makes you very cranky.
2: I did it for ages. I tried to remove them from my diet back when i didn't really know what i was doing i was finding by about three o'clock in the afternoon i had no energy i was moody Mm -hmm. exhausted trouble sleeping and it just wasn't a good place to be like at the end of the day your body does need carbs but you should be looking to get them primarily from complex carbohydrate sources such as oats potatoes whole wheat pasta and something that's going to keep you fuller for longer and give you slow release energy without kind of making your insulin levels go off the hook and leading to a higher rates of everything from risk of diabetes and other chronic illnesses.
1: That's right. And you also advocate, um, walking more adding a portion of vegetables to every meal and drinking more water,
2: right? Yeah, that's pretty much for anyone at the start of their journey. The first three things I get them to focus on is to add a portion of vegetables to every meal that's pretty much because a large percentage of people in a society are deficient in certain nutrients. So by simply doing that, it's going to do everything from improve their immune system to how their metabolism works and how they feel on a day-to-day basis. By drinking more water, again, it's going to boost their metabolism, give them more energy, help their focus, and improve their sleep. Uh, by walking more, it's a great way to do everything from manage stress, improve your cardiovascular endurance, Uh, just help with your mindset, and also reduce cravings and increase your willpower. So by focusing on those small actions, it can have a profound impact on your health because there's nothing daunting or scary or overwhelming about any of them. And that's the entire point because when they're added together, they have a huge impact on your health. And by starting with that, it just shows you that change is possible and that the entire process can actually fit into your lifestyle regardless of how busy you are. So it's not another diet where you've got to overhaul your entire routine and everything you enjoy just to try and make it work. So it's just about sustainable change that actually works.
1: Well, talking about sustainable, when you backing up when you first started your healthy lifestyle and lost um, a lot of weight and got, got fit, how long did that take you where you started to notice the difference?
2: The weight loss started quite quickly as soon as I stopped dieting and instead focused on fueling my body with what it actually needed But once I made that change, I kind of stopped obsessing over the number on the scale And just instead started to enjoy the fact I had more energy. I wasn't feeling depressed all the time I was sleeping better and the whole journey and process became far easier It took me just over a year to lose that 50 pounds so it didn't happen overnight but the good thing about approaching it in that manner is I've actually kept the weight off. And I, at the same time, I've also improved my relationships with food, which I think at the very core of the issue is one of the biggest problems people suffer with. Because a lot of people who do lose weight on a radical, quick fix diet, as soon as there's a smaller sign of a setback, they quickly put that weight back on. Because at the core of the issue is actually how they view and treat foods. Because at the end of the day, life's stressful. And food is one of the few things in life that we can actually control. And that's why so many people turn to it as a form of comfort and relief in times of distress, which is why we mm-hmm. really need to tackle those behaviors and just see why we act and respond the way that we do. And that's the only way we can actually progress and move on.
1: Right. And in your coaching um, with healthy lifestyles, Byron, how do you help your, um, your clients with their relationship with food? How do, how do you do that?
2: It very much comes down to a person by person basis. Um, like the good thing have the coaching services, it's all tailored around the individual. So, for instance, we'd have a look at the challenges that they face if they're under stress. For instance, a lot of people might have a stressful meeting at work and their response will be to go look for a high sugar snack. And so, instead of doing that, we can look at instances to say, maybe go for a walk, listen to some music take a five-minute timeout just to try and break away from those habits. Or another negative relationship with food might be in the evening, spending every night in front of the TV, where research has shown in those situations where you're not paying attention to what you're eating, you're likely to consume up to 10% more calories and have a complete disassociation with what you're actually consuming. So by changing their environment and, and say, having their meals at a table that it can help them be more mindful about what they're actually consuming. And as a starting point, what I like to get people to do rather than change everything all at once is Monday to Thursday, try and eat at a kitchen table and then try and be more lenient on the weekends. And again, that's all about balance. So you've got the best of both worlds while you're slowly changing and not going from mm-hmm. one extreme to the other.
1: So it is all about balance, absolutely. Um, you talk about walking more. How how do you approach like more exercise than that? I hear that you know 30 minutes of walking a day is really all that we need. Do you do more than that?
2: I think walking more is a great starting point, just especially if I think of how I was a few years ago when I had a complete disassociation with working out and doing exercise and going to the gym. Just by going on walks, it kind of boosts my confidence. And from there, you can kind of have a look at what you actually enjoy, because there's a whole range of activities that are available to anyone, from going to yoga class, going to other fitness classes, um, cycling, playing a sport, or even going to the gym. Um, One thing I'm a huge proponent of, though, is everyone getting involved in some form of weightlifting and strength training which I know there's a huge misperception in our society that's only for huge ripped guys or just girls Mm -hmm. on Instagram, when the reality is it's something that everyone should and can engage in because the health benefits of adding a bit of muscle mass are undebatable. It helps you as you get older with everything from keeping your metabolism going, um, reduces the risk of osteoporosis and just um, helps prevent a whole load of age related diseases. And in having more muscle mass also helps with your insulin responses, lowers your risk of disease, and it's just a great outlet for reducing stress. So we very much need to try and change the way that our society perceives the activity. That's why in my book I actually put together some basic beginner workouts that people can do at home in an environment that they feel comfortable. I go through exactly how to do them, and again how they can be tailored around the individual their own ability levels and what they enjoy so it's not a daunting and overwhelming experience it's something we can get a whole host of health benefits out we're just engaging in two to three times a week
1: right and you also have um and i joined one of your challenges on facebook and that was terrific however i just noticed this morning i did not win
2: you didn't, unfortunately. You were a bit slapped with all your comments. <laughs> I,
1: I know, right? <laughs> You've got to follow no, the I, rules I,
2: if you want to win, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I, I had to mention that to you because I noticed a, a Natalie one, and I thought, well, it's probably because I wasn't that engaged. So I need to back up. And um, so you offer these to your groups on Facebook, right?
2: Yeah, it's very. It's just a way to kind of get back, give back, and also. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the challenges is just to try and have an ongoing community where everyone's supporting each other at the start of their journey and just to show people that they can improve their health and just how much of an impact small changes can actually have. Like the lady who won Nally did great. In the week, she managed to lose six pounds. And since then, wow. I've been dealing with her. She's lost a further fall. And she's wow. feeling a lot more confident about She's She feels more positive. And this time she's actually going to keep the weight off because she's not cutting all of her food, reducing her calories and starving herself, which is what she was doing in the past, just bouncing from one diet to another. Right.
1: And you you know what I like too, that you approach this from um, like from the very beginning of, you know, kind of offering up what you can do to start. Because I, I remember years ago I went to counseling for, you know, food and how I visioned food and why I ate. And I wasn't exercising at all. And the counselor said, just get out and go to the corner. Just walk to the corner and back. And, you know, walking to the corner and back eventually led to running. And um, so it's just those little steps, like you keep saying. It's it's very important. So it sounds like uh, you're helping people out there. Um, And I'd offer up that our listeners find you on Facebook and LinkedIn too. Right, Byron?
2: Yeah, um, under Byron Morrison on LinkedIn or Tailored Lifestyles on Facebook. But I think that's great that you started with walking and then built up to running. I think there's a huge misperception in our society that we have to go through all these huge grand gestures in order to achieve anything. And the reality is we've all got a comfort zone. And any small step that you take out of that comfort zone makes that your new comfort zone. So if you are... Scared, overwhelmed, and don't don't know what to do. It's just about slowly progressing, and I think that's what's good about the book and the program I've put together, because it is all about the individual and the rate that they want to progress. Because I remember back when I was struggling to get started, I had all these huge and incorrect ideas about why I needed to be done, and it just took me off the whole concept of getting started.
1: That's right. And you help Natalie and, and a lot of us do just that. And it just takes like itty bitty steps um, instead of these, as you put it, grand gestures. I like that you put it that way.
2: No, I think it's it's one of those things. That as soon as someone does start making changes, they'll see just how much of an impact they can have. So to anyone listening who is wanting to improve their health, honestly, just try adding a in- few more portions of fruits and vegetables to your meal drinking more water on a daily basis and just finding ways to walk more and you'll see a huge difference even if you just go for a five or ten minute walk a couple of times a day or fit in wherever you can you don't have to be going out for 30 to 60 minute walks like you can break it up meaning it can fit into your routine regardless of how busy you are
1: Right, and in, in tailored lifestyles, so you're um, with your coaching business um, with your clients. You're looking at each one of them individually because we all have different fitness um, and health health um, challenges, if you will. So, and and I found too, Byron, that that just it changes over, you know, six months to a year. So where I found I love doing some other form of fitness and, you know, a year ago, I don't like doing that anymore. So you kind of have to switch it up. I think.
2: No, exactly. At the end of the day, everyone's different, which the reason why dieting and fitness plans don't work is because they offer a one size fits all approach, which is why I kind of decided that I I want to do it in a way where I tailor it around the individual because that's the only way to make a maintainable long-term. I know I've said that a couple of times now, but for me that is what it's all about. It's about making maintainable changes in a way that works for you and you actually enjoy, because life's too short to be doing something that you hate all the time, and if you don't enjoy it, you're never going to stick to it. And also by having that tailored approach, it means I can kind of change it up depending on how they progress, the person's ability a change changing goals, and what they actually want to achieve which makes it a far more fun process for the individual.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Byron, let's talk more about your book because that just came out, Become a Better You. You want to talk about that a little bit further?
2: Yeah. um, When I started the book, to be honest, it very much started as a dieting and nutrition book. And as I kind of was researching and writing it, I kind of realized that there's far more to our health than just what we eat and how much we move. And there's other factors that play a huge influence from our mindset, to how we manage stress, how much rest and recovery we get. And the book itself, because of that, takes a holistic approach to improving your well-being. So it takes the reader on a journey of self-realization where it covers all of what I call the pillars of health and shows them why it's so important. And then offers ways that they can actually improve all of these factors and how it can be tailored around themselves. Then it shows them how to put together a balanced diet and then puts it all together and through various activities throughout the book, helps them develop goals and actions they need to take in order to put together a journey that's tailored around their individual goals. So everything from what they eat to how they want to change, how they want to become more active, what habits they develop is completely tailored around them.
1: So this is an interactive type of um, book, right?
2: Yeah. I um, I found when I was struggling to make these changes, one of the biggest things I was missing was a support network to kind of help Mm -hmm. and keep me going. So I kind of decided that I wanted to take the book a step further. And because of that, I've now turned the book into an eight-week course where people can sign up. It starts every three months and everyone on the course is on the same step. And every week they do an online seminar where I go through various different teachings throughout the book. And they also have access to an interactive community where they can share stories, wins, losses, what they've done well with, what they've struggled with. And everyone can kind of help and support each other together on their journey. So I thought a lot of people, it's quite easy to read a book and then want to do it and then just kind of something else comes up and you don't go through with it. So I thought by having a program that people can actually follow, it kind of keeps them accountable and makes it far easier for them to stick to it. And it also means that I can be on hand to give the help, guidance, and support every step of the way.
1: Right. And how do they find that? And and how do they find you? Um, because I noticed too, and I'm I'm gonna sign up for that eight week course and try again. Um, but how do they find that for you? For Taylor Lifestyles,
2: all of that can be found on my website um, tailoredlifestyles.co.uk, or if people want to contact me through LinkedIn or Facebook, which again is Byron Morrison, um, I can send them more details on that. But yeah, the website's the best place to kind of find out more information.
1: Okay, so it's Byron at tailoredlifestyles.com or .co.uk, correct?
2: Uh, that right? uh, that's my email. That's my email address. People can oh, contact okay. me at. okay. But no, the website's just tailoredlifestyles.co.uk.
1: Okay, I see that. Um, so our listeners can get a hold of you, and I'd encourage them to do so. Um, you're very inspiring. Um, your story. You you delved into it just a little bit regarding your father. Um, so that going through that with your dad is kind of what spurred you to. Um, get and um, kind of develop a healthier lifestyle for yourself right
2: yeah like I can still kind of remember it like it was yesterday like seeing in a doctor's room and being told that my dad had got cancer it was very much a moment of self-realization because we go through life thinking that we're invincible and that these things aren't going to happen to us but the Mm -hmm. reality is they can and do and after watching he went into for surgery and it was meant to be a, a quick procedure and there was various complications and he landed having most of his bowel surgically removed. And then he had to have 25 days in the intensive care unit where the majority of the day was on a life support machine with a tracheostomy and the doctors genuinely didn't know if he was going to pull through. So watching like a man that I thought was invincible and nothing bad could happen to him go through that kind of just, showed me what my future was going to be like if I didn't do something mm-hmm. about fixing my own health. and That was just, for me, a wake-up call. And that's kind of why I set my goal, to help as many people as possible avoid going through what happened to him. And that's very much why I'm doing what I do.
1: Right. It, it sounds like that um, really altered your the way you live and your lifestyle. So I think we all kind of go through an avoidance, type of mentality where like you said we you watched your dad and we all think that we're invincible and it's uh it shouldn't always take a wake up wake up call like you had with your father but sometimes it does right
2: yeah i think the problem is we're just so stressed and overwhelmed that we've barely got enough time to uh, think about what we're doing throughout the day let alone worry about our health especially when it's just in the back of our mind and these problems slowly build up. And if I look back at how I used to feel, the truth is I never actually realized how bad I felt until I finally started to feel better. And I think it's just easy to get trapped in like same old routine of trying to juggle family life with the career and endless meetings and then picking up the kids and cooking dinner that we barely have time to even think, let alone actually worry about what could go wrong. But we need to, No matter how hard it is, there's never going to be a right time to focus on our health, which is why we actually need to try and sit down, work out what's wrong, and then work out small gradual changes that are actually going to have a huge impact. Because it's one of those things, while yes, it may be an inconvenience now, by actively trying to find ways to prevent and avoid the risks involved, is a huge burden that we're going to lift off ourselves in the future
1: and it's really about being proactive and um starting at some point no matter whether you think cuz sometimes i think Byron that oh it's too late you know i you know i i'll start on monday but that's the wrong mentality to um to have in your life um this has been very um insightful i appreciate you being on the show um i'd invite you to to come on cuz we could go on and on we could talk more about um You know portion control and menus and that kind of thing but thank you so much for being on the show
2: no i really appreciate your time today it's been great chatting to you
1: yes and we've been talking to byron morrison of tailored lifestyles and byron again has a book out become a better you it's available on amazon and um, i'd invite you all to find him on tailoredlifestyles.co.uk and join his Facebook Facebook, um, challenge page. Um, Thank you again, Byron.
2: No, it's been great chatting to you, and I'll speak to you soon.
1: Okay, bye-bye. Ladies, I am so happy that you tuned in today and learned from our amazing, fantastic female guests. And I hope you recognize this as an opportunity to pass their knowledge on to your daughters and friends and share the wisdom of the ages. I'll talk to you again soon. And in the meantime, let's lift each other up, spread the love, and share an attitude of gratitude.
0: You've been listening to the Tell Janice Radio Show. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a guest for the show, Or if you would like to nominate a fabulous female for a shout-out by Janice on the live show, please visit www.telljanice.com. Please share this episode with your social network and help us lift women up. Join us next week for another episode of Tell Janice.
1: How do you help business owners think differently about their businesses?
0: Well, uh, you know, there, I think that there's a range of business owner, right? So, and I provide a couple of different services. On the, on the coaching and consulting side of my business, I think that's what I truly do is, is I help to educate. I think that's the key word, educate business owners on both their opportunities as well as I open their eyes up to what they need to commit to. Uh, certainly when it comes to, a personal brand uh, and certainly when it comes to their own business if, if it's a smaller business right so right. you know I, I educate them on their opportunities I help them to uncover and really visibly see you know who their target audience is online what their online behaviors are how to engage them in an authentic way which is not a piece of cake you know it's not like what I'm talking about steps one two and three it actually does take time effort and uh, it takes listening, and that's really what social media was born on, which was data mining. So for business owners, um, and that's why I'm launching on my on my back end of my site um, starting in October. I'm launching from October through about, let's say, January, February, six different courses. All kind of crash courses, all very much for smaller business owners or you know business owners that have small businesses that are growing. So that's, you know, I think a small business owner versus someone that is either a mid-market decision-maker or I've worked with enterprise-level C-levels, and their education is much, much different. You know, they've been in the game for a while. They're probably not seeing results, and um, it's really about helping them to identify, you know, Like, for example, I've worked with many manufacturing companies who've been doing business in a great way for a really long time in an old school kind of what I call like boys network of selling, but haven't used the web. So they need to think in a different way, um, but still leverage their own business processes.
1: Can you share a little bit about yourself to our guests?
3: Sure. So, once upon a time, I was a physical therapist and I had a few bright ideas. So, before I knew it, I became an entrepreneur. And over the course of time, I had three fabulous companies, and each one of them grew exponentially. So, for example, one of them was an infomercial company that sold hair products for. Uh, African-Americans and Hispanics and within the first six months we sold 12 million dollars worth of product so as you can imagine that's kind of astronomical growth and what I learned was that a person who's a physical therapist without any business experience really can get into a lot of trouble so as good as those companies were I literally almost grew broke three times so I had to learn something about business at that point so that was my beginning and then for the last 15 years, I've been guiding uh, companies in growing and succeeding and working with their people, their strategy, their execution, and their cash management. So that's who I am. Well,
1: that's that's terrific. Um, your logo says Scaling for Growth is um, a Big Five for Life enterprise. Can you tell more about the Big Five?
3: Sure. So a few years ago... When the economy was really down, I met a fellow by the name of John Strzelecki, who was an author of uh, several books. One of them is The Why Cafe, and another one is The Big Five for Life. And it's really all about knowing your purpose for existing, your own purpose, your business's purpose, and then what are the five things that you want to uh, experience or do in your life, so that at the end of your life you could say your life was a success? And that doesn't just mean money; it could be anything that you aspire to doing. And companies that instill the big five into their with their employees really attract the right people and they retain them as well because the company then acknowledges their employees as people and find out what. You know, what interests them and what their Big Five would be so that they could support them. So, we're a Big Five for Life enterprise now. John has been very popular in the Netherlands and Germany. In fact, his book is one of his books, The Big Five for Life, has been on the bestseller list for 116 weeks. And uh, another one of his books, uh, The Y Cafe, is also number one. So, there's Big Five for Life coaches all over the world, but not in North America.